Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, everyone? And welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Now, today, we have two members from the team behind the upcoming title known as Fish Tanks. Thanks for joining, you two. Thanks for having us. All right. So, um, I am very excited about this because I love when people reach out um, mostly because I love hearing people's stories and usually when they reach out, they're uh, often passionate about, you know, trying to, to shed some light on what it is that they're doing. And also it's just an ego boost for me. Cause I'm like, Hey, I guess I'm doing something right. Um, <laughs> but that's obviously a selfish reason. Uh, why don't we go into the introductions because we have two individuals from, uh, from the team and, Boss Bob, why don't you go first? I know I, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I said I said we would we would figure out who was going to go first. And uh, once I heard you call him Boss Bob, I just couldn't help but but use it on air. So, okay. Boss Bob, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are well, my, you? Well, my name's not Boss Bob. Uh, are I'm, you sure? I think I think we have it on record that you are. So I'm I'm Bob. Uh, I'm the CEO of Salt Monkey Studios. Uh, we're obviously the developers of Fish Tanks. Um, Sock Monkey's been around for eight years now. We've uh, done a lot of work for hire stuff. So we work with people like Team 17, Sega, Tiny Build. Um, who else we work with? Double Eleven, all sorts of people. Um, mm-hmm. Doing a lot of co-dev and a lot of ports. And um, this is our first own IP. So we've kind of like taken all our skill sets and taken the money we've made and reinvested it into the studio to create our own IP with that being Fish Tanks. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, um, and I'm Danny, so I'm the marketing communications manager. So I was the person who like messaged you and was like, "Please, can we come talk?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll see Danny. I might be the boss, but she's the bossy one. <laughs> yeah, ah, there you go. I'm the one that's then like, "Right, we're gonna yeah. do this." Yeah, <laughs> I'm constantly just pestering, like, "Bob, you're free now on Wednesday <laughs> at half nine. I don't care what you're doing because we're doing a podcast." Well. I'm glad that you did. Um, why don't you tell me, uh, I kind of want to just get into your gaming profiles, right? Mm-hmm. So like, how did you both start and and get into indie gaming or just gaming in general? Yeah, so I, I started in games about, oof. I mean, I always wanted to work in games I, since I was a kid. I never wanted mm-hmm. to do anything else. I always played games. Um, I think I was four when we got my first Game Boy in like 1990. Nice. Um, and I've been playing games ever since. Uh, so it just seemed to be the the, the, the career path that I wanted, really. L- mm-hmm. Luckily, our local university, Teesside University, uh, where I'm from in Middlesbrough, uh, does really good game dev courses. There was a, 
uh, I'm going back a bit now, like rather than just saying it, but there was there was a poster at this. There's an international animation festival they started called Animex, and I remember the first one being advertised in school. And it was just knowing that um, that industry was there. There was a bit of an industry in Middlesbrough and in Newcastle down the road. Um, mm-hmm. The driver was made up there, and um, Acclaim was here. So we had NBA Jam and Shadow Man was made on my doorstep. So that was always there and around me. Um, and then I went to uni, did animation, became an animator. Um, I should say I, I worked in game. So that's kind of like the British version of GameStop. Okay. Um, yeah, all the way yeah. through uni. Yeah. So I called it the. Uh, uh, the trenches, the front line of the games industry, because you're, <laughs> you're selling to all the people, you're selling to the, especially the parents who don't know anything about gaming. That's always the cha- the best challenge, and seeing their attitudes to things and stuff. It's, it was quite an interesting thing. I, I would actually recommend if anybody's listening, if if you're in uni or get a job in game or a game shop, because you learn a lot about people's buying pans and you know the actual customers. Um, you right. learn a lot about it. Uh, didn't realize at the time, but you know. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I became an animator, did a lot of freelance work, ended up at Jagex working on RuneScape, um, left wow. there. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of flags in RuneScape, so if you've seen any flags, this might be mine. Um, <laughs> uh, got a bit bored of animation um, and skipped to being a production designer at a company called Iguana, which then got bought by Team 17. So we went down to work at Team 17 and... I was there about 18 months um, working on Worms, which was childhood ambition. I mean, that's just the Worms games, like, you know, played them from the first one religiously right. and then getting to work on it was amazing. That is pretty cool. Uh, and then after 18 months of Worms, we just, me and my mate uh, Darren decided that uh, it would be funny if we started our own company. So we did. <laughs> I like the. the- <laughs> It would be funny if we did it. Like, yeah, well, we used to drive down Team 17. Uh, it was like an hour and a half, so three-hour round trip, and you just get a bit delusional. And, uh, yeah, we, we managed to blag some funding from the local uh, university startup fund, and we were like, oh, well, we might as well now. So we did. And eight years later, with 32 people strong, we're still hiring. We're going strength to strength, and we're just a bit like, oh, okay, this got out of control. But hey-ho. Um, so, yes, that, that's me, really. All right. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for that little uh, tour of your history. I think it's interesting. Um, Danny, I want to go to you. But before we do, I just want to ask kind of, you know, you mentioned, oh, it, it might just be funny. But like, what was that that moment? Because I, I, I want to dive just a little deeper, right? Because yeah. the, the idea of, eh, you know, wouldn't it be cool if XYZ is, mm. you know, in hindsight, is an easy way to, to put it, right? It is. Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) But at the same time, it was kind of true because we didn't, we we both wanted to leave to do something a bit different. Not that we didn't like Team 17, it was just we'd worked on Worms for 18 months. The next project was going to be another Worms project. We fancied something a bit different. There was two choices. It was obviously go get a job somewhere else um, and start a company. And actually we got offered a job at Ubisoft. um, Mm -hmm. But we got I actually got uh, rejected from the job from Ubisoft, so we signed for the funding to do Sock Monkey, and then Ubisoft rang me five minutes after I'd signed and said, oh, there's another job, you've already interviewed, you want it? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, wow. That could have been, man, if that wasn't, you know, uh, like a five-minute difference could have been a whole whole new path for you. Exactly, exactly. And do you know what? The, uh, the lady from Ubisoft... Um, 
she told me she was like uh do that and if it doesn't work out come back but you'll learn a lot more doing your own thing and i'm right. really really um grateful that she said that to me because i think we might have changed our minds and, and gone there right um so yeah we just we thought you know we were what how old are we about 23 um young and foolish we didn't have any mortgage we didn't have any kids or anything so yeah, didn't really little, have yeah it, a doing it easier to make life choices like that when exactly. there's not much uh i don't want to sound negative but holding you back in a way no it, it's true because i'm you know i'm 34 now i've got a kid i've got a, a mortgage and everything and uh yeah it's a bit of a difference now just quitting my job and starting up with nothing um <laughs> i don't know wife would be very happy but at the time <laughs> it was like take the risk you're young and foolish if it goes wrong you've learned a bit and you move on to your next your next job really so right, right. Yeah, yeah we just thought we'd go for it and it uh thankfully it worked that's awesome all right danny how about you yeah mine is nowhere near as interesting as that um so i I was always into games like I remember being really little and like at 6am in the morning I'd go downstairs and my dad would be like playing on the playstation and I'd like curl up in a blanket next to him and ask if I could play and he'd be like no um, <laughs> I'll just watch um, so I'd watch him play <laughs> yeah he was like he used to like let me pretend to press buttons but really yeah. he was doing everything or he'd like yeah. pretend that the second control worked when it didn't uh so yeah i always was into games um but i never really i don't know you kind of when i was at school you were never taught that you could go into that kind of thing it was always like all of the other subjects that were pushed um mm -hmm. so i ended up actually going into marketing and up until a year ago i was in i worked for a bridal magazine so hmm. pretty Much different, different. <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot all different right. um and then i came across the job at soft monkey and i was like oh my god, I could like actually do something that I'm super interested in um, and like combine gaming, which was always a pastime and like my job. So it was kind of just perfect. Um, so I applied and I think I applied twice, didn't I, Bob? Mm, yeah, I you did. Because I just kept messaging because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a reply. And instead wow. of just accepting it, I was like, please, though, like you should. Like, just give me an interview, please. Um, wow, Bob, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head about her being we'll the bossier one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even before I had the job, I was like, yeah, but Bob, come on. Like, <laughs> Let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to hire you know me. That's, what's interesting about Danny? Actually, that's a good point because Danny applied uh, twice, as she said, and basically what happened was uh, we took Danny's CV and put it on the shortlist, but then a few days later, we got another email from her. Same CV, but you'd kind of like rewritten your cover letter to point out that actually you do know what you're talking about and it's, you know about games and you talk about uh, Dynasty Warriors is your favorite game. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there was a nice uh, like warmth and personality to, to the application. So I think that's pretty important. If anybody, again, if anybody's listening and wants jobs, Danny reconfigured her application and it really stood out to us and it went to you know went to the top of the shortlist then and then obviously we got her for interview and yeah boy here she is yeah, yeah boy <laughs> i love it all right so that that brings us to the game right mm -hmm. um let's talk about fish tanks itself because mm -hmm. i this looks chaotic as heck uh <laughs> i definitely can see this being a lot of fun um before we dive into it though uh which is not a pun because they're fish but <laughs> before we do uh why don't we just explain kind of what 
this is for those who might not know anything about fish tanks, right? How would you uh, give me your elevator pitch of it and kind of what sets it apart? So fish tanks is a local arena um, shooter where you're a fish in a tank. Um, And as you said, it's chaotic. It's frantic. We've tried to make it as crazy and as fun as possible. Um, So it's a nice little arcade shoot you running around the arenas fish in a tank uh you collect starfish take them back to your base and the team with the most starfish win so we've we've got uh, numerous characters and maps and modes and all sorts going on very cool um i i love the zaniness of this right and i one of my favorite parts uh is that it's a play on words i made my stupid dive pun and i looked at the steam page and throughout it are a number of puns. Um, I think this is the question that everyone wants to know when they think about this game and they're considering picking this up, but is this going to be filled with these puns? Um, I mean, the whole game kind of was just a pun that got out of control, really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we said, we said we wanted to make something small, like an arcade game, really, because, you know, we self-funded everything, so we didn't want to go... MMO RPG straight away, um, and one of our designers came up with the idea of uh, we were talking about doing a tank game. So one of our designers said, "What about fish tanks?" And I was like, "No!" And everybody jumped on board. And then throughout the day, and eventually they broke down and were like, "Fine." <laughs> so he drew the little fish in the tank as well and stuck it to the wall. And it's like, "Oh!" Uh, and yeah, it went from there. Puns. And do you know what the thing with the puns is. I, we weren't keen on it to begin with, but you can't get away from it. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, so we, we were trying to make sure that it wasn't cheesy. Yeah. Because uh, I think I think it's bordering on that territory, but then there was a point where we just were like, ah, oh, do you want to sod it? Just go for it. Just, just yeah, dive Yeah, it probably in. didn't help that every time I wrote anything, I kind of just throw puns in there. Exactly. And like, <laughs> there's not much choice because I'm like, Oh yeah, but we could make this like why isn't it fantastic instead of fantastic? Oh yeah. my and, goodness. Like, yeah, I'm just Danny's the problem. Like, I got Yeah, pretty much. We just got to own it now. We're just going to own it. Yeah, have you ever have uh, either of you ever seen or played Cat Quest? Yes. I haven't okay. played it, but I know what you mean. Yeah, so Cat Quest is uh famous for just being riddled with cat and dog puns and this mm. is kind of what it made me think of it was one of those games where you look at it and you're like that like almost to the point where they're like all right cut it out buddy <laughs> like we get it <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's what i mean it, there is i think there's a, a threshold of cheesiness and and fun um but at some point you've just got to go for it because right <laughs> the line's quite short and we we crossed that a few years ago i think so. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Um, let's, let's get, I guess, a little more serious, right? Uh, so as far as the actual gameplay goes, you mentioned that the main elevator pitch is you're collecting the starfish. You're, mm-hmm. you're battling against people. Um, but I wanted to talk about a specific quote on your Steam page. And it was, <laughs> let me look for it. Oh, no. Um, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not another pun. Yeah, that's that's literally yeah, I all like, I brought. Which pun is it? <laughs> I brought you here so I could just pinpoint every pun in your Steam page and yeah. make you suffer. It's just a roast. 
<laughs> no, no, no. This is a this is a serious one. I promise. Um, so there is one where they're talking about the Steam page where you you mention unique battle arenas and mm. each of them having different objectives. And so I want to see, you know, like what is that difference in objectives if the main idea is collecting the starfish, right? What is what is the change in maps change to the gameplay per se? We should probably change word objective because it's. it's <laughs> Am I being? Am I? Am I looking too too deep no, into no. these? No, no, absolutely not. It's probably we've just probably put the wrong word. No, basically every arena is unique in that it's got different gameplay elements to it. So on mm -hmm. the pinball level, you've got the bumpers that spin you off and and throw you around. Um, and the way to get the starfish, you've got to shoot the bumpers and um, I can't remember. Oh, go through the spinners and different things. Uh, there's mm. also tubes that you can go down like a pinball with the pinballs flying around all over the place. You can come down, go out the left, come out the right, things like that. Um, you can build gotcha. up a score and it, it shoots out a load of starfish when you do that. So it's got like this background game. So there's a there's a little pinball on it. Every time it bumps into something, it gets points. And you get the score at the top. And I think it's every 100,000 points or something, you get, it shoots out a load of more starfish. When oh, you go the, okay. When you go to the Octo Oasis level, the Octopus's Garden style thing, uh you've got to go and find the pumpkins and avoid the octopus so we've tried to make every single level very different mm -hmm. um the the piñata one i can't i can't remember what it's called but it's got a big piñata in it um <laughs> i think it's the ranch rodeo uh we yeah, finalized all the, the names the other day yeah yeah um, we had a whole meeting about it <laughs> yeah, was, i was there uh, <laughs> and on that one you shoot the piñata there's loads of crates and stuff so the crates fall in from the top and create like a maze you can go around on the on the uh, on the the floor of the arena, or if you shoot the crates, it explode and you can do damage to other people, or you might damage yourself. So there's every single arena. It's not just like we've thrown in a rectangle and gone there you go battle. Mm -hmm. um, we've tried to make every single arena look really interesting and really fun. But then, yeah. and, then... and some of them are really frustrating though. Like every time uh, I play the haunted forest level, there's like this ghost train, yeah. and no matter what I do, I get knocked out of my tank every single time. Like, <laughs> like every time I'm like, oh, I can get through now, and everyone else seems to be able to do it. But whenever I try, I just end up getting completely just flung out of my tank, and I get the really ghost angry. trains. The ghost trains are a really cool example because when we've play tested it we get really mixed opinions on it. So at the minute, it's just a ghost train that occasionally pops up and instant kill. You fall out your tank, you've got to roll back to your base, which is my favorite bit because the fish is all nice and floppy. <laughs> but what, what we've done with the ghost train is we did put a light on it, we put a whistle on it so you knew it was coming, but then no one got hit. So mm. we we kept it out and kept the randomness in. And it... I, I kind of feel when I play it now, if I'm going towards... So in the Haunted Forest, there's a, a tree that burps or throws up starfish, and that's where they come from, um, as, right. well as, as well as shooting the graves and all sorts. Um, so yeah. yeah the, why wouldn't the, you? Well, exactly. So <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but you can in the game. Um, so you get, the tree comes up, vomits a load of starfish everywhere. You cross the tracks, but I now I'm cautious when I go up to the tracks because I know the train could come anytime. Once the train's mm -hmm. been, you go across the tracks, but then obviously you're um, you're vulnerable then. So I'm hanging right. around. So, you know, ev every single arena is, yeah, we put a lot of thought, a lot of design and effort into it. So um, it's not objective-based. We'll change that word. 
but it's, no, it's, no, that's, it's yeah, really that's... designed so it's different for every single one. It's not just a rectangle and the same thing. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. I. I. I think that still works. It's just. Yeah, still it's... Work? Okay. Yeah, like you have different objectives. You have. You do right. to get the stars. Yeah, because you're still. I mean. Yeah. I. I think. I think it makes sense. Right. Okay. Your objective is to either get that high score on the pinball thing, or to mm -hmm. go to the puking tree, or whatever exactly. it is. You gotta. There's something that's different, right? Yeah. I, I think it makes sense. Um, I wanted to talk about the the fact that you were you were mentioning all those different maps. About how many are there currently? in the the state of the game that it is now currently there's four um mm -hmm. we have plans for eight okay. um and there's there's a few more in development there's actually a fifth yeah there's five in the well four and a half so there's there's the tutorial <laughs> arena there half? oh okay I was, <laughs> I was like what does that mean <laughs> so there's the tutorial arena um which we realized halfway through developing it, we're like, why are we putting all this effort in for a tutorial and not having this as an arena you can fight in? Right. So, so that's something. Whether that's a spoiler, I don't know, but don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so that's something Fair we're looking at to release in the future. We're like, you know, we've got this great arena, and it's it's one of the best looking ones because it's one of the later ones. You know, every everyone you do gets better. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that will be coming later on. Very cool. Very I'm cool. Get told off for saying that, but that's okay. Go. Who's gonna know? Go. It's fine. Absolute, a scoop. Stop yeah. the press. Stop the press. <laughs> when we post this out, I'll specifically say, and we've got spoilers. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk about the actual fish themselves because uh -huh. you said it too. That was one of my favorite parts is when the fish are knocked out and they have to flop back to their tank. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love the little character designs. I, I enjoy the fact that there are different fish, right? You're not just playing as the same ones. There's different yeah. characters. Um, it was mentioned plenty of aquatic contenders to choose from. So the first mm -hmm. question around this is, are there any stats differences or ability differences, or are these mainly a cosmetic thing? The fish are cosmetic, but the, the ability differences are in the tanks. So there's also a load of different tanks you can choose from, um, which all have different uh, stats to them, like um, uh, health and damage and speed. Um, the fish, we looked at giving them abilities and stuff, but to be honest, they're such fun characters. We we kind of just it, it was gonna, it's so chaotic as well. Right. That by the time we put stats on the tanks and abilities on the fish and. Then all the arenas have got things going on and so, so fast paced. It, it, I think it would have just been a bit of a mess. Yeah, um, yeah, that sounds like a balancing nightmare. Yeah, but it's to be honest, it's really good fun just to roll around um, when you're the jellyfish, especially. <laughs> yeah, uh, gelatina. Gelatina. <laughs> um, when you're rolling around with her, uh, her tentacles are flopping around all over the place. And she's my favorite one to play as. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it's it's funny um, because that was actually going to be one of my questions was, what is your favorite? Gelatina, definitely. <laughs> oh, uh, either Gelatina or I like Bucket as well. He's a little octopus that lives in a bucket and I just think that's really cute. Um, <laughs> like, And also when he rolls around, he rolls around in his little bucket. So mm. I just think that's adorable. Um, he was he was one of the first fish as well. That's another good um, when when we're looking at all the different fish, and our artist M is drawing them all, and we're like concepting, and we've got twenty different varieties, and we just go through. Bucket was kind of like the first drawing, and everyone was saying, "Yeah, lives in a bucket." Like, okay, 
<laughs> yeah, I asked them. I was writing. I was writing bios for the fish, and I remember asking M. I was like, "Oh, so since you drew this like character, is there anything you'd like to say about the personality?" And she was just like, "He likes buckets," and that was literally <laughs> the end of it. And I was like, oh, "Okay, that's awesome." <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's his identity. Yeah. I was like, so that's his bio. Just he likes buckets. And I was like, okay. Very funny. Um, will there be any, so you mentioned uh, a couple of different characters. Will there be any form of like unlockable characters? Do you get them all at the start? You know, Absolutely. what does that look like? Yeah, we're, we're still working on that. I mean, one of the interesting things with early access is trying to work out the balance of what you can release um, mm -hmm. and, and how we can release it. Because ideally, right. I'd like to go with the old school uh, style of earn the more you play, the more things you unlock. Right. Um, but it's it's a weird moral question. Like I never thought I'd talk about morality in in early access games. But you know, if if someone's paid for this thing and is playing it, and then we're like, here's an update, it's free, but now you have to unlock that update. Then it, it's a it's a weird gray area. So we're not quite sure if it's going to unlock. But there's a lot of content that we've got planned for it. Some more characters. We've got eight characters at launch. We've got, we're currently working on skins for all the characters. So they're going to have a few different like variations of themselves. Yeah, there's um, some really funny skins as well. Yeah. That I'm pretty excited about. There's, um, smile, but... there's right. some more characters. There's actually a DLC pack that we've partnered with WDC, who is the Whale Dolphin Conservation Charity. Okay. Cool. Um, so they're this really cool charity that help whale and dolphin conservation um global charity and they're really into games and we we um got in touch with them and uh yeah so we've got a pack so i think it's gonna be 100 percent of everything that we make on that pack goes straight to them That's um so, so cool. it's gonna be like a, a whale and dolphin pack so i think there's there's is there four characters in that danny uh it's three or four definitely or four. i know there's there's a whale or a uh, uh, a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I think there's a beluga, and I can't remember what the fourth one is. Oh, the killer whale. Yeah, there's, the there's yeah, an author, a whale, and a beluga. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do they how do they fit in the tanks? Well, well. That's... <laughs> you use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, we we had this quandary where we were like, oh, is but then the whale is like going to be bigger than the entire arena, right? Right. So, yeah, he pops you just out use your and rolls around. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're, we're working on that at the minute and um that should be coming out sometime after launch as well and be a few dollars and it like i said it all goes to the, to the uh, wdc so that's, oh, that's really, really nice. cool to be yeah it's really cool to be able to do something like that um it's not something i've done before in in, uh, in games so that's really cool to get involved right um so focusing back on the matches, about how long would you say it takes to complete these levels? Um, you know, is it is it also kind of before you mention that, is it out of like best of three or is it just, you know, one after another? Kind of what does that look like? So we've got uh, the main mode that's going to be available at launch and early access is your Starfish collection where you uh, a, a timer. So standard rounds, 90 seconds. Um, but I, there's two other times. I think there's it's 45 seconds, and I think it's three minutes. Um, so you can set your timer. Um, okay. But we recommend 90 seconds because it's, it's a nice length to play the game. Best out of three rounds. 
Uh, but nice we've got all uh, we've got all the options in there to change it up. You know, if you want to play for longer or shorter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got plans for two more modes in the future, which I won't spoil just yet because I will definitely get shouted at if I say <laughs> the wrong one. But yeah, we've got a few different variations on collecting the starfish and blowing each other up uh, that should be coming in the future as well. Very cool. I cannot wait to see that. Um, I do want to ask something though. I, mm. I have to ask because now after watching the trailer, I was pretty excited to hear more about your game, but I got to ask, you know, there's all these starfish, there's all these fish. Mm-hmm. What's up with all these ducks? There's a lot of quacking <laughs> oh. that, that happens. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the rubber duck bomb. Oh, so it's, it's one of the power ups. So there's loads of different power ups in the game. One of them's a rubber duck bomb, and you throw it, and it quacks and explodes, and it they that explodes into three rubber ducks, and they all quack and explode, and then they each explode into three <laughs> yeah. other rubber ducks. So if right. four of you have rubber ducks, you can set off like, I don't know what it would be, like 84 quacks or something in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that makes a little bit more sense now. I was like, I kept yeah. watching. I was like, why, why do these ducks keep showing up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've got, a, a, I think there's going to be seven weapons in at launch. We've got about 15 planned um, uh, power-ups, sorry. And yeah, we tried to make them all as visually fun to, to watch and see coming slowly towards you to your doom um <laughs> you know we worked really closely with the audio guys uh, to make something that's that's fun to hear as it is to uh to, to use as well so yeah the ducks is one of my favorites <laughs> definitely that's awesome now uh about those power-ups right um mm-hmm. is there a basic attack or is it your only choice to attack someone is either probably like pushing them into something or finding those power-ups well you're in a tank so your basic attacks your tank uh i don't know what you call it is it a bullet cannon? Is it a your bullet? Normal yeah your cannon, cannon i guess yeah yeah, yeah so your cannon um you do have a hook shot as well which is basically a fishing rod ah, um, as most so you can tanks would exactly um all fish tanks come fitted as uh, fitted as standard with a with a hook shot so <laughs> With, as as all tanks do. As all fish tanks do. Um, so you can use your hook to grab power ups or grab fi- uh, starfish. There's so many fish in this game. Uh, grab starfish <laughs> or grab each other's tanks. So if you're if you're uh, someone's trying to get back to the base, you can shoot the, the your hook shot at them and drag them back and then blow them up and steal all their starfish. So there's quite a bit of a depth of ta- tactical play to it as well. Um, yeah. So that yeah, your standard ones the the, the cannon hook shot, and then yeah, you collect the power ups. So it's got a nice randomized timer on the power ups as well. So you you see where they're going to come, but you never know when they're going to come. You get nice um, funnels of people running towards the tanks. Uh, uh, sorry, the power ups to try and grab right. them. Very cool. Yeah, I, I like it. it. It seems like you're you're trying to push for you know like a easy to pick up but hard to master type exactly. mechanics in this. Yeah, exactly. It it. We set off trying to create a couch co-op game similar to like N64 and PlayStation era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's the type of games most of us grew up with and the ones we all love playing. And even even the younger people in the team uh, who, you know, weren't, weren't born then who make us all feel really old, they all still <laughs> have those retro consoles and all play those games. So it's kind of like a, a, a love, a passionate, you know, yeah. within the team. Um, that type of era. It was originally going to be a couch co-op, but um, 
COVID kind of threw a spanner into the works. So we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're looking at that. Yeah, it's a little tough. That's It's one of the things that we've talked about uh, on this show is how one of the biggest hangups right now, especially in these times, is like if you only have a couch co-op mode, it really debilitates the, the you know, um, the accessibility of your game mm-hmm. just because there's so many people who you're like, oh, you can't can't stay with people like you got to be on your own it's like all right well do you want to come over and they're like i can't do that (laughs) so tough times yeah it's uh it's all good fun isn't it (laughs) oh that's not the way i would describe it but yeah that's one way to do it (laughs) yeah um yeah no it's absolutely and it's something that we are having to look at um right online and stuff uh the gameplay is brilliant the the ai we've uh, I think we've nailed the AI now. Latest build, it, it's really good, almost too good at times. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's something we're looking at, um, something we didn't plan for, but you know we can't ignore it, can we? Right? Yeah. I I mean, you gotta gotta roll with the punches. Mm. So some exciting news is that you know by the time people are listening to this, either uh, very close to possibly when mm. this releases, it's it's still kind of up in the air. But you mentioned it already. This game is coming to early access and it should be sometime soon. Yep. Now, I've been a big fan of early access games for a long time and for many reasons, obviously, but there are some pros and cons when a company decides to push something to early access. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's the the idea of getting feedback early. There's the idea of people seeing it if it's not fully baked of, of getting, you know, a negative opinion on it, right? There's like a lot of things that can go wrong, a lot of things that can go right. So I always like to hear you know, from, from your side of the house, really, like, what do you hope to accomplish by having fish tanks in early access? I think um, with us being self-funded, we kind of just really want to show as many people as possible this game um, right. so that we can sort of get that feedback and see how people receive it. Um, mm-hmm. Because for us, a big thing is like building a community around the game. Yeah. And obviously you can't do that unless you're talking to the community and I think early access is a great way to do that because we can then make the best game that we can make for them. If that makes sense. No, that makes a hundred percent sense. That is, that is a great uh, way to look at it. It's exactly what Danny says. I mean, plans, marketing plans for last year were let's get this to GDC and Gamescom and all, you know, PAX and Eurogamer in the UK and all those events. Right. Uh, Get people playing it, give out t-shirts and pin badges and everything. Oh, you yeah. can send me a t-shirt. I'll take get it. So we can do that. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and um, <laughs> I'm just you know, get get that feedback and get the uh, you know get people playing and, and seeing it because it's it's one of those games that I think when people see it a show, they well we we know we've done it. Uh, people see it at a show, they watch it. It's fun to watch. Um, right. We've always had cues that was totally thrown out the window. So then it was kind of like right, okay, well. Now what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we ramped down production on it last year whilst we worked out what we are going to do with it. And towards the end of last year, we jumped back on it again. And as, as Danny said, that's kind of like the, the plan for early access is feedback, iterate, and just keep adding content to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I can't wait to see. Uh, COVID sucks. Like, there's no <laughs> getting over it. Um, 
well, hopefully we do. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I can't imagine the way like a lot of people talk about it where they were like, you know, indie games, the, the developers, they're probably they have it better off because they're usually smaller teams or they're already remote. And it's like, well, yeah, but there's like zero way to get it in front of people, uh, obviously mm. virtually. Yes. But like at those conventions, like that's a big big point uh, of you know uh just yeah. exposure for for your team it is and it's it's really cool to be um you know I, i've done it myself i'm walking past the call of duty stands and the Fortnite stands and then you turn the corner and there's this weird little game and it catches your eye and like, oh what's mm-hmm. that and then next thing you know it's either the next big thing or it's your next favorite game and right. yeah that, you are missing out on that now um there is still a lot of opportunities to get yourselves out there, but there's, there's a lot of noise on the internet and that's kind of like the way, you know, obviously things are out there um, at the minute. So yeah, it's, it's just a weird one. And someone asked me this the other day about whether new marketing plans and whether they're going to work. And the, the answer, we don't know how nobody knows because we've right. never done it before. Yeah. It's pretty crazy right now. It's, it's kind of, everyone's having to rethink marketing. Um, it's yeah. it's been pretty cool because they have still even in this situation like i mean we haven't set up a discord server for fish tanks um yet and somehow like people set one up themselves like it's not set up by us at all <laughs> and then wow. like i got invited to one and these like a few people just set it up and i was like what that's my job like that's- <laughs> <laughs> But like, still, that's like really great that even in this climate and with everything that's going on and with all the noise of so many great games out there, the fact that like a small group of people thought, hey, I'm going to set up a a group to chat about this game. So that was pretty awesome. That is so funny. Wow. Well, you know, you could have just just lie. It's fine. Take credit for it. Set up a Discord server. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that. Just be like, I don't need you anymore. Bye. Oh my goodness. But that's just great. I mean, I'll just make a note of that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great though. I mean, that that is a a, a really good sign at least mm. to to start with to say that hey, even people who you haven't even tried to push this out to mm. are saying like, "Hey, this is something interesting," right? Yeah. And I, I think it's what you said it, uh, it's it's chaotic to watch and I think the arenas are so full of color and life mm-hmm. that even if you don't know what the game is and you see it for a few seconds, it catches your eye. Yeah. Um, and that's what we've tried to aim for. Uh, something something that's, that's fun to watch as it is to play. Well, once again, I cannot wait for this to come out and to check it out. Um, I do want to wrap this up with one final question. I always like asking the guests who come on just a little bit of a kind of advice especially because in in your seat um i think it's very interesting because you've you've gone through you know a good history of different games of creating your company of of doing a lot of uh you know uh being almost like an adjacent to creating mm. games and now finally going and saying like all right we're gonna do our our whole you know full one from scratch so you know what is some advice or some tips and tricks that you've used along the ways that either kept you going or you know things that you you said no, i gotta stop this you know if for those who who are looking to get into into the space at all um i think the best advice there's two bits of advice so for game development i think that uh the best advice is to iterate quick and fast 
um, to try something. If it doesn't work, move on. Uh, don't be afraid to throw away your work and, and try something else. Um, we, we do that a lot in in everything we do, in fish tanks especially with the arenas. You know, block everything out really simple. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now, now we're kind of like halfway through development as well. It's much easier because we've got the engine there and just throw it together in the arena with a few blocks and, and play it and see if it works. Um, right. If it doesn't, start again. Like it, it's it's easier to start again and do something new, and you'll do it better the second time um, than just keep working on on you know something that's rubbish. <laughs> you know, for, for want of a better word, you're just building up on a on a tower of rubbish, and it, you know it's better to start again. And that's the great thing about things like uh, you know the engines like Unity and, and Unreal. It's really easy to just pick up and and try something really quickly. Yeah. Um. I think the best thing for anybody who wants to start a studio as we did is that uh the best advice i ever got and kind of like my mindset around it was if it all goes wrong i've learned a lot and i'll be able to get a much better uh role or job from it in in the end now i'm saying that eight years in i can't say things like that anymore so all goes wrong well 32 people responsible to paying the wages yeah. in the so, so <laughs> yeah you're pretty you're pretty locked in right now the pressure's all different you know but but back when we first started it was that idea of look we've got six months if it doesn't go well we've got six months experience and try to do our own thing and we'll move on right. to the next thing and, and start it so i just think try and use everything as an experiment um sorry as an experience and just learn from everything that, that you do I got deep, didn't it? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good piece of advice, though. I think it makes sense. Everything in life, you know, you take it with uh, with a positive outlook because something that that sucks or something that goes wrong hmm. could still be a, a great point in your life in the fact that Absolutely. you know what to avoid. Absolutely, and it's it's the game of life, isn't it? It's, life is a game. It's that XP bar. It's that XP bar. Everything you do, you learn from. Even when you're playing Pokemon and you die, you still get XP to level up your Pokemon, or you didn't in the <laughs> earlier ones. But yeah, it's all it's all it's all a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting way to round it out. Uh, anything from from your side, Danny? I mean, beat. I don't know if I can top that. Yeah, beat that, Danny. Come on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> HP bar, HP bar of life. Wow. Remember when you were like, I don't want to be too cheesy. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would probably just, for me, it's like, from a marketing perspective anyway, I think just you have to be passionate about the game that you're doing. Um, yeah. People can completely see right through it. And I think, the best way to market a game nowadays is to truly believe in it and just put that across in everything you do because it can be so transparent when like a studio is trying to be hip and stuff <laughs> and like trying to act like be like the game mm-hmm. um so yeah that would be huge that would probably be my biggest bit of advice um and i think it can be it can be seen in a lot of games like uh, fall guys i think when i was looking at how they market their game you could just tell that they really loved it. And yeah. I think that's how it got so big was just because you could tell that they were passionate about the game. They loved talking about the game. Um, so yeah, that would be my advice. But sorry, yeah. it's not as Bob's advice. No, no, it's good. <laughs> I mean, hey, 
And there, yeah, all advice is is well. I, I don't want to say all. I don't want to say good advice, but I think those <laughs> those pieces were all good <laughs> advice. I'll all advice is words. All advice is words. I'll leave it at that. So for those listening, fish tanks. Um, by the time you're listening to this, very shortly or possibly right at the time, it should be out in early access. So you know, go check them out on Steam. Go wishlist. If uh, it's not out, or even if you're just you're not you know one to to back early access, if you are the type of person and this sounded interesting, definitely go pick it up, go uh, try it out, get some of that chaotic goodness uh, in your system, and um, I I can't wait to to check it out. Thank you so much for joining me too. Thanks for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks for having us. <laughs>